Hi, and you're very welcome on into our GAA podcast here on Leash Today. I'm Brian Moss, and joining me for our discussion on all things football is Leash Today's Stephen Miller and Alan Harkin. And a little bit later on, our own Shun Lennon will be joining us for a review of last weekend's ladies' football action. Our GAA podcast on Leash Today are brought to you with thanks to the Breslin Super Value Group, Abeliks and Rathdowney. Real food, real people. Well, as mentioned, after the excitement of the hurling last weekend, attention is very much turning to football this weekend with quarterfinals across junior, intermediate and senior. We'll be looking at all those games. But first, lads, I suppose, let's go to the big news of the week. It is in the fact that Leash have a GA All-Star again for the first time in a number of years. It is, of course, uh, Graham Brody, Port Leash and Leash goalkeeper, getting the nod. He's up against Rory Began of Monaghan and Stephen Cluxton of Dublin to see who wins the overall All-Star. But a great honour just to be nominated. Stephen come to you first what's the chances of uh, Graham Brody actually winning the All-Star this year I don't think so there you go that's really comprehensive yeah no I know I think, I, I think he's the, is he not the most influential goalkeeper he is but he's he's uh, lads have said like he's revolutionised the way goalkeeping has, uh, has has taken place this year with you know he's running out the field I mean only for him um, against Wexford we wouldn't have got the, the equaliser that Gartel and kicked um, obviously the saves he made throughout the year at the Monaghan game that we lost God knows how many goals we would have conceded that day only for him um, I suppose he's a victim of the fact that Leash didn't go to Super 8's and I, I don't think there will be any player on the All-Stars team that didn't come from the Super 8's would you agree with that? Really? I'd say they are up against it I think um, in fairness like he 100% deserves his nomination but like he is up against Rory Began and Stephen Cluxton and we say Brody has revolutionised goalkeeping the two of them are just unbelievable like Cluxton has probably been the player of the last two generations in his influence in the game Began okay Began made an awful mistake against um, against Fermanagh I think in the Ulster semi-final but like he was just brilliant for Monaghan. Like he, he, he was his kickouts were absolutely incredible. Like he was setting up scores, one kick, bang over the half back line, and the, their their half forwards were pulling deep, letting the kick go over, and then running running in through on it. He's just brilliant. So I, th- I think Brody is one hundred percent deserves it, but he's up against the the two best goalkeepers in the game. He he has he he has. I don't. Began has got an All Star nomination previously, I think, but but it it shows how. Um, how Brody like if you ask any kid who their favourite Leash footballer is I'd say Brody is high up the list I know we were out in uh, Julianne was out in Emo at the cool camps this year and it was the week after maybe the Dublin game or the Monaghan game and the coaches were saying all the kids want to be Brody you know like it's, it's not often it's not often that a go- all the kids would want to be the goalkeeper like you know but uh, I see I see I see other goalkeepers trying to run out the field as well and it's a dangerous game unless you're able to pull it off like Brody um you know, s- 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 exactly. Stay where you should be. Like, you know. <laughs> and, and, uh, no, it's the least sub goalkeeper uh, Owen Kyo from Mount Melick, yeah. and I saw him going and runs there last year, and he's well able to, to go out the field. But I was going to nickname him Kyoti. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, like it, good stuff. So we're hopeful, but we're more in hope than an, an expectation. Plan. Okay, lads, let's move on to the the weekend's fixtures. A huge weekend across uh, the adult football in Leash. We can't get to all the games going on, but we'll run through the, the majority as quickly as we can. We'll start. I suppose in in ranking order, would you we'll start with junior games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the, the main ones? they start uh, tomorrow evening, Friday, evening, and um, they uh, it, it, so Dempsey's versus Kilcavan in Port Arlington at half seven, and that's a repeat of the classic um, semi final from last year. Yeah, it was two yeah, fantastic yeah, games. Yeah. First game, uh, Kilcavan were thirteen points down, and uh, came back to draw. Went to a replay. The replay went extra time. 
and Kilcavan won that by three points. Um, the Odemsey's team, no, Kilcavan have lads have retired. McTarpy, who kicked the equalising replay, he's not playing this year. Um, yeah, Odemsey's a different team too. I mean, Dan McCormick was a big player for their juniors last year, he's now gone on to the seniors. So, um, you probably would tip Kilcavan to win that one. What would you think, Steve? Uh, I, I've seen I've, I've seen more of Kilcavan in the last two years than I did in my life prior to, to prior to this. I've seen them loads of games and I yeah, I think I, th- I think they're nearly better this year than they were last year. They have lost a few guys, but they've got a few new lads in as well. Um Derek O'Connell at the ripe age of forty five is now back playing outfield again. Uh, he was he was he goes he was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now Tarpy has gone I think Tarpy we may do a list sometime. I think Tarpy is one of the best blow ins ever in leash in leash <laughs> football. Um but uh, Kilcavan, yeah, I think Kilcavan, they've got this Grennan guy back in playing cornerback. He's a cross country runner. Um, he's a good addition to them. Just O'Connell, outfield. Uh, um, yeah, young Evan Hunt is a year older. Um, Ollie Dixon was sort of injured last year, so I, I think they're, they're. I think they'll definitely win that one. I think uh, I think Stephen will have to step out of this one now. It involves his own club and a knock against Park Ratniska. Um Yeah, uh, that's at eight o'clock in Courtwood or in Crettyard even. Sorry, he wouldn't be in Courtwood anyway. But uh, they uh, two teams, I suppose, going into the competition in the beginning, you would have said would would end up in the in the semi-finals, and that's exactly what has what has happened. Um, they. Uh, they, you know, Ananok um, won comfortably enough the first two rounds and then they kind of got a bit stuck against Cameras and they didn't score for the last 25 minutes of the game and just limped over the line in the end. Um, and that's a Cameras team who don't train and, you know, they just yeah, go and play games. Journalist, yeah, you sure I'm 100% them? certain they've never <laughs> trained. I know the manager. <laughs> but, like, they, so Ananok have a lot of improvement to do. Ratneska are not scoring big, but they're conceding nothing. They are apparently, I haven't seen Ratneska this year, but the reports are that they're playing a very defensive type game and counter-attacking so it'll be different I would imagine it'll be different I would imagine to what Ananaka faced so far um, and it, it could be very very close Ananaka came down from intermediate last year Ratneska came down three four years ago and got stuck Ananaka don't want to get stuck and if you lose this semi-final it gets more difficult every year you're down there it's so the it's a very hard division get back yeah so I tentatively give a nod to Ananok but very, very tentatively Stephen will abstain from this one <laughs> okay that's good for Ananok no, we never played Park Rathaneska down they'd be used to play we never played we've played Park I've played Park Rathaneska in championship loads of times and it all was very tight um, played them in in, in Stradbury in Timahoe in um, played them in Port a couple of times in Amore Park Um Never, never played them in Crettyard before. So that's a bit of a trick for the Annock supporters down to Crettyard for that. But it was playing against a defensive system. We've had a few forwards over the years, myself included, who were like an extra back for the opposition. We were just getting in the way, so uh, <laughs> so they'll be well used to that. I, you know, I did, um, yeah. So look, huge rivalry. It's actually a huge rivalry between Annock and Park. Um, going right back to the 1950s, they would have played in senior county finals against each other. It's not the grade they want to be in, but they are two small clubs in leash. And for them to win a ch- junior championship would mean a huge amount. Annock haven't won a championship in 40 years. 1970 was the last time Ananok won a championship they won the longest weights of any club in leash because they were a senior for years then they went intermediate and they never won the intermediate so look it's only a semi-final now um, I do think the junior is sort of predictable enough in a sense St. Joseph's won it last year and went up and the four semi-finalists this year are the three semi-finalists last year plus Ananok who came down so you see and, and it, it, that does happen and I think what happens as well in clubs is that they they come down as senior footballers but 
and if they win it the first year, they're winning it nearly as as senior players. Like they're, they're, the attitude and that of senior players. The longer they stay there, they they come down to the level that they're at. And you'd be afraid for any team that come, goes down through the grades that would happen. So, yeah, it's, yeah, tough to get out of it. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to the intermediate lads. Uh, I, I would say, not just going to draw for but one of the most competitive divisions in Leash football. Tough to get up out when you have good teams coming down. You have teams who are a bit stuck and trying to get back up. So I'll we'll kick off the first game there, bring us through the, the main ones there. Yes, yeah, so a double header Saturday evening, or triple header Saturday evening and uh, in Moor Park. And the first game, if I'm right in saying, is Courtwood and yeah. uh, Rosnadis. Courtwood Portlaoise. Courtwood Portlaoise, correct. Courtwood that's at half four. And um, Courtwood, of course, very impressive, one division two in the league. Um, beat St. Joseph's second team in that final gone on then and won both their opening rounds comfortably and they young very young like a lot of guys that have come up from leash minors leash under 20s leash under 17s have graduated through they've got a good group group of young players and then the experience with the likes of Niall Donner and well, I haven't seen playing as well at club level for a long long yeah. time so he's running the show there for the moment yeah and like they they uh They'll expect to win that game. You know, they, they'll be confident to win that game. Port Leash, um, obviously probably should have won the intermediate last year. Like they 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 drew with Emo and then and then lost the replay. Different team though now. Uh, seem to have lost a few guys and also they're uh, at the mercy of the fact well sorry actually the good thing for them I suppose is that their juniors were knocked out by Odemsey's so that will mean now that they'll have access to those players that, that they didn't the likes of John Delaney and maybe Shane McManus and there's a good young guy like Keane Hoolan could, could come up there and make an impact for them so um, mightn't be as one-sided as it as it appears right now I actually wouldn't think it's going to be that, that one-sided still think Court will win but I think it'll be close what do you think? The form line would 100% suggest Courtwood are going to win it because they absolutely destroyed Tim O'Hoe in their last game and Portleash only bet Tim O'Hoe by a point and ba- barely got past him in that game. But so there's a couple of things. Courtwood um, have been putting up huge scores. They've been they've got three goals and five goals and four goals and maybe in their last three games they're hitting 14, 15, 16 points a game. They have like Niall Dunn and Alan Kinsler are two of the best young forwards in the county. Um and they're, they're playing a system about getting the ball into those two guys quickly. Uh, I would say Courtwood. Courtwood um, have would. It's an excellent team to have. I'd say in their entire history, it's one of the, the yeah. best teams they've had. Uh, so it's a very good chance for it to win it, and they want to get out of it. You know, they might have a chance this year if they get stuck in it. You'll have you'll have the Ballyfinner Clonus League coming down next year. Well, it doesn't get any easier. Um, so I think it's a very good chance for them to win it. Portlaoise, of course, do know how to see out championships um, at this time of year they should have they should have won the intermediate championship last year they were only beaten by O'Dempsey's senior team the year before by a point in the semi-final so regardless of what they put into their second team over the years they do have the players to pull off a win so Courtwood the, the, the five week break that's actually something I do not agree with at all having a five week break in the championship it's completely unfair on the teams you win your first two games in senior intermediate football and you have a five week break the team they are now, they've lost the momentum. They possibly lost the momentum they had um, back then. And it's not right. I think the w- I've always said it: the, w- the championship should be played at the winner's pace and not the loser's pace. And so, what if teams have to play two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row going through the back door? Um, I, I definitely think it's not. It's not right to be left five weeks without a game at any grade. The, the other game, then, of course, is that's the local derby, Mount Melick and Rose and Alice. Yeah. And there's a couple of games, a couple of games this weekend that haven't happened in a number of years in Championship football. I would say the last time that Mount Mellick and Rose and Alice played in Championship was the late 90s. Um, and it is a local derby. Rose and Alice are f- fighting fires on, on two fronts. Um, and Mount Mellick are trying to go straight back up. 
I'd fancy Mount Melick in that one. I would fancy Mount Melick in that. Rosanellas are decent, but I think they have to ride in the hurling as well. And I think I think Mount Melick should have enough in that one. Okay, we'll call it to them there, lads. Let's move up uh, to the senior ranks. Huge weekend, uh, quarter final action, of course, and we covered it across all the platforms of the today. We'll start. Where we start now? We'll go for the first. Start on the Friday night game, which is uh, the first of you could say three. Yeah, yeah, three local derbies that in out of the four quarterfinals. Um, Kalesh and Greg Cullen. Um, Greg, you know the they're all fifty fifties, I think. But Greg, um, Greg beat Odemsey's in the first round, and uh, then they they lost to Portlaoise. Um, you know, look, that was to be, I suppose that was to be expected, and then they recovered very well and and beat Crediard, you know, comfortably. Um, Kaleshin got a man sent off in the first half against Clonesley Gales and were behind, came back and won, and. Uh, then they went out the second round. I think they played against Ballylinen, who were, of course, beaten in the county final last year. They had Stephen Attray back um, after his horrific head injury that he sustained playing for Leash. And he marked Gary Walsh. And they really, really won that game comfortably. And they look... Collection for years have threatened, because they're so young, they've threatened for years that this that they could make that breakthrough. Yeah. This is where they keep getting stuck. They keep getting stuck at the quarterfinal stage. And, you know... The way they're going now, Stephen's already spoke about the five-week break. That's probably the only negative with them. Other than that, they've got all these young fellas that are getting better and better all the time. Uh, Greg are missing the likes of Ian Fleming. Chris Harley's not playing. If they're going to do it, this has to be the time the collection do it. Yeah, I, oh, um, I think Greg will win it, but as Alan says, it's a great chance for um, collection. It's probably as good a chance as a huge local derby. Um, and it's a weekend of derbies because they couldn't, they couldn't. If they tried to fix the draw, I, d- I don't think they would have done a better job at it. Like you know, the next one is Emo uh, uh, Dempsey's on Saturday. That's one. Uh, that's the one I'm nearly most looking forward to over the weekend. Again, a rivalry. Both of these teams have been, have been. Both of them went down intermediate briefly, but it's a it's a game that hasn't happened in twenty. And someone said to me, they think they think the last time they played in the championship was nineteen ninety eight when they played for two local. And like sometimes I don't know what way the draws worked. The same team seems to be playing each other yeah. the whole time. But Emo and Odemsey's huge local derby haven't played each other in years. Um, a very similar in where they are at as, as teams, aren't they? In terms yeah, they're, 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 yeah. I suppose they have some. They both have a couple of older guys. Like I suppose you have, you have Peter O'Leary and Paul Aller on opposite sides. Um, uh, sort of the older lads for for each team, and then they've both got quite a, a number of young guys. Like you've got Mark Barry playing wing forward for O'Dempsey's and Dan McCormick who are eighteen, nineteen, and then you have uh, Jack Owens for Emo, who I've been very impressed with uh, in there. And you've got the uh, Liam Crowley, Finn Barker. Emo have an incredible amount of pace in their team. Um, the, what they might be lacking. Um, was something that they never lacked before was a couple of hatchet men, like you know. <laughs> 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 I know I've, 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 I've uh, emo. I've great time for them. Tough, footballers. T- tough footballers, <laughs> you know. You wouldn't. Um, uh, <laughs> was Mark Doheny? Mark Doheny wrote a column last year at us about leash football. And he said, if you're mar- playing emo, assume you're Mark and a lol or a bro for your curbing or a strong, and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Yeah, so look, Odemsey's, Odemsey's have won two leagues back-to-back. That is a huge achievement. Yeah, um, sure. And the the logical next step, for certain, they haven't got to a county final. We mentioned previously, I think, last week with the Harps and the Hurling haven't got to a county final. Odemsey's haven't got to a senior county final since 1983. Um, and most traditional football clubs have been to a county final. It would be a huge deal for them to get to a senior county final. Um, it is a logical next step. They have let people down in the past. Like They have flattered the deceived before. If it's a tight battle... Coming into the last ten minutes, who who would you who would you fancy who would you put your money on? 
I put my money on, on Emo in a, in a tight one in the last ten so minutes. Uh, but wh- whether if, if that's if the teams are, are neck and neck, yeah. it could be that Odemcy's are a bit stronger. Yeah. But um, if 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 it's tight gone if it's tight gone into the last few minutes, I'd fancy Emo. Yeah. Yeah, especially the way Odemcy's pulled up when they were so far ahead against Ballylinen. Um, yeah, you'd have to worry if if that's the same scenario. Let's move on to the Sunday games briefly. There's about five minutes left to get through. Right, well, we'll start off with Portation Balleron because I'm not speaking about the other one. I'm not going to be like him. Um, yeah, yeah. Portage Balleron is the only... Yeah, um, no disrespect to Balleron at all. And they are, you know, like they, they did very well. And to, to be Kilcruz after the replay... Um, they dug it out like they looked dead and buried um, when we entered injury time Dermot Whelan fantastic footballer kicked a brilliant free from fully 50 metres you hear that phrase an awful lot but like it was a good 5 metres outside the 45 um, and then MJ kicked the, other, kicked the winning free um, Balleron won't fear them though that's I have to say that one thing about them. I don't think they'll fear Portlaoise at all. I think they'll go out and play the same way that they've been playing all along and whatever will happen will happen but Look, it's very hard to see. Or you couldn't make a case for them, you know. But Portish will win, and that's all I'm going to say now. And Stephen's going to go on from here. But you're on Portlaoise, of course. Um, they're another club who are a bit like emo. They don't have the the hardy boys that they had um, previously. Yeah, like like they would have had likes of Enda McDonald and and that previously. Burnell Darafield and these guys like the. No, no, he's not for, for the juniors. Yeah, not for not for the senior team. Uh, a guy from Ballyroan texted me after the last game. Uh, Dermal Hall was another lad. I wouldn't. Uh, I'd be going around him rather than trying to go through him uh, previously. Yeah, yeah, but um, they <laughs> like their match against Ireland. The first game, God, there was there was war. Every Marty Scully now was the lad who was well able to look after himself. But uh, a guy from Ballyroan texted me after the the beast Kilcruz eventually after a draw on a replay and it was just incredible two games and uh, said Port Leash is the draw draw we'd love to get like you know and uh, and I said to him, if you want to get to the final Port Leash are the team to avoid yeah. if you want to win it now is the time to get them you know not not knock them out now. But everyone, like th- that, those two games against Ireland would have brought them on. They ha- um, Portlaoise had the five week break. Um, they are they could be a little bit colder in a quarter final than they will be. I think like Joseph's brought them to a replay two years ago in a quarter final. Um, I think the problem with Portlaoise is there's so many guys that can score. Like if you go out and try and mark Bruno McCormick, then then you know three four that 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 Cahalan or Rogers or someone will pop up with the score. So that's the problem. Um, but everyone. They have what you need in terms of taking on Portlaoise to have forwards. You know, if you can stay with Portlaoise for as long as possible, and you have forwards that might take the chances that come. The problem with Ballyroan, they haven't been scoring enough with the forwards they have, and they are going to have to score. They're going to have to score two twelve, two thirteen to beat them, and haven't been getting the colour that yet. So we're, we're saying Portlaoise there, and again, we mean no disrespect, Ballyroan. Final game to, to call, uh, but two games quickly. We've about three minutes left. Uh, we'll go to St Joseph's Strabley very mm. quickly. Alan won't talk on this one. No, no. Yeah. Another great local derby. I don't know when they last played in the championship. Um, and they've played the last one I can remember them no playing in. Loss, we'll say, anyway. Yeah, they've been all two, two and two very traditional and very proud clubs. Um, neither of them would ever go out into a field thinking that they're the second best team. Um, Particularly facing each other. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be. Uh, we say no. I no, I'm going for Josephs to win it. Yeah, I think Josephs have a better, a good body of work done over the last couple of years. They've a good management team, um, and the, the 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 same management team over the last couple of years. They've made incremental progress. The lack. 
probably proper score and power to win a championship, but I do think they have, they're very well organised. I would think that at the moment they're the best of the rest, yeah. And the final game uh, is in Port Austin in the morning. It is the battle to see who stays up, who returns to intermediate. It is Ballyfin, can I see? Yet another, I suppose, uh, Derby. Um, this is going to be a tough game for, for, for supporters, for players, yeah. for everyone involved. Yeah. Who's going to stay up and who's going to go down? Uh, I've no idea. I really don't. Yeah. I, I've seen both of them um, three times, and um, I honestly don't know. The the only like James Finn is gone from Balafin now. Haven't played the first two rounds. He wasn't there in the semi final of the relegation either. Uh, Barry Roach is suspended after being sent off. Uh, will Ben Conroy play with a with an intermediate semi final on the horizon in the Harlan after you know? Honestly, uh, are dogs. They always beat somebody. They always beat somebody and. They, the problem has been for Tunnesley that they've created loads of chances in games and have not taken them because their, their forwards haven't been good enough. Sean Moore is a forward who could take chances and James if they got them on the ball of inside. Um, but by... Tunnesley. 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 Yeah, I'd be going. I'd be going with Clunas League to win that one. They're the relegation specialists in matches in Port Arlington. Because they scored six. They scored six nine against Emo two years ago. And and then like last year against, I was at the one. They bet the beat Mount Melick in the relegation final. It was actually a really good game. And they um, they were losing. They were losing early on. They were four or five points down. Another score from Mount Melick, and I think it would have been game over after 15, 20 minutes. And then they just got going, and they scored two fifteen. They were absolutely brilliant. Um, see, look, d- yeah, couldn't see to win it. Great stuff, lads. And of course, a reminder that all the action will be covered for you on Leash today across all the social media platforms. Now, let's move to the ladies' football action. Of course, last weekend saw the finals in the senior, intermediate, and junior. And for the first time this week, of course, uh, Leash today have revealed its ladies' football team of the week. So, to run through all things ladies' football, it is our own Shun Lennon. How are you, Shun? Mm-hmm. Your predictions, Shun, are amazing because they've all come true. <laughs> uh, so, everything you said will come true in our podcast, can't you? But talk us through. We'll start with the senior game first. Sarsfield's winning out. Yeah, so Sarsfield. Fields won their sixth in a row last weekend. I uh, I think it was, yeah, six in a row. They've been in twelve finals over the past twelve years. I think. <laughs> so you're yeah, already lethargic. Oh God, is going? To, <laughs> is anyone going to come up against them? I know. I suppose it was a good enough win for them. Of course, there stepped up. Like so, Tracy Lawler there in the first half. She scored. I think it was five or six of their eight points in the first half. So that kind of got the ball rolling and Portlaoise couldn't really come back from that. But they did it. Um, There's only four points between the sides in the end. So it w- was predicted and uh, I think Sarsfields are just really looking towards the length yeah. of the championship now. Um, we'll move on to the intermediate and it's uh, Shanahoe going back up to the senior ranks again. Another one of your yeah. predictions coming through. Yeah, delighted for Shanahoe now. Delighted for the likes of Noreen Kerwin. Um, you know, she's been a stalwart for Shanahoe. For years and years and yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And their last final to win was actually in 2006 against Sarsfields in the senior championship. So it's been a long 12 years without mm. a final championship win for Shanahoe. So you can, everyone, I think, from Shanahoe celebrate with them. So yeah, it was a great win for them. A really good performance by a quarter forward, Laura Finlay. I think she'd be definitely one to look out for in the senior championship. Brilliant. So one to look out for in that one. Uh, St. Paul's, uh, of course, uh, I suppose one at Lawler's doing so well for Sarsfields and Tracy, but her cohorts for St. Paul's obviously getting the win as well. Celebrations abound, and uh, as you yeah. call them, the Lawler clan. Yeah, yeah. Nieces, <laughs> uh, Emma and Elise Lawler both played fantastic for, as you would expect, from mm. St. Paul's. As well as Shannon Costello, former uh, Leash Finder player, she put in a good performance, scored two goals. Yeah, so very strong attacking forward threat. So, yeah, I think this team has been building, obviously, like Emma's only 18, she's only in sixth year in school. 
so it's got a good roots in underage and just kind of coming up now. Yeah. So we'll be looking forward to it. She's a cracking soccer player, I'm told as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She played soccer for Ireland. She scored five points there from all different angles there during the final. <laughs> so it's no soccer left. Now, it was the kind of the first in the Moore Park. Um, kind of crowd, it was a good crowd in, good to see it in there. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Could do it more, I suppose, like anything. Yeah, like it could always do it more. But the final, definitely, the final match um, between Tarsus and Borlisa was a huge crowd. That was nearly full. And then, yeah, I suppose there's a lot from Emo for the St. Paul's match. Uh, not as much from Ballyfin, but you know, it's the usual, mm. it's the families. Yeah, kind of fill in the stand and get in the stand early. Uh, very good. So listen, I suppose, as you said, three three predictions, three correct. But looking at Sarsfields, they now move on into Leinster. And the big question is, who are up against? What kind of pathway they might take towards the Leinster Championship? Yeah, well, they're out first against the Kildare champions, who haven't been decided yet, on September 30th. Also out on that day will be Shanna Ho. They'll be playing the Dublin champs in okay. the media competition. So yeah, Sarsfield got knocked out last year by Foxwalk Campili and that's always the big team to beat. You know, um, our own leash girl, Lauren Arnie, she mm. plays for Foxwalk Cab. So yeah, they will be the big ones in... Any Leicester. Dublin team, any level. Yeah, any Dublin team, any level, I suppose. But uh, Jerry Flaherty will have them. I suppose that was their, that's what they're looking towards, even at the start of the year is improving on them so hopefully they can get further than the quarterfinals would be kind of concerned though that it's still very much a Tracy at all or show you know given Tracy's maybe the twilight of a brilliant career that there's not someone coming underneath that they've brilliant players all across the, the pitch but Tracy's still the scoring chief yeah I suppose she still is the scoring chief but like when you've liked that in your Arsenal you're not really complaining mm. like, and you do have the likes of Megan Dunn was injured but she came on another forward threat uh, Claire Conlon mm. same story and then the likes of Kira Burke. Kira Burke was held up a lot because Portlaoise did play a very defensive system. So it was almost like there was eight backs yeah. in Portlaoise. So you have to like Kira Burke. Uh, Lorna Sullivan played very well. And then Lomarie Marr has been injured with a cruciate injury for the last year. And like former Leash captain, she is one of the best footballers in Leash, mm. no doubt about it. So when you have her coming back next year only be better and Shanna Ho going back to senior ranks and you were telling us there a little bit earlier that that's their fir- first uh, they're back in the senior and of course they were the last team really to put it up to Sarsfield so maybe yeah. Sarsfield might be having more competition next next year oh god you'd hope so like <laughs> um, I know they were drawn fairly close by Tim Ho in the semi-final mm. Tim Ho very much a mixture of players who are nearly out the gap and then players who are just coming <laughs> up uh, so it's like the Sarah Larkin would be one that you would keep your eye on in the future so yeah, hopefully there'll be a bit more competition in leash. And I think Sarsfields would relish a bit more competition mm. in leash because more competition in inter- within like, the county, yeah. county level would only be better for yeah. them when they try to push on for Leinster. It's probably the equivalent of what Port Leash experienced in, in the men's in that oh, 100%, they're not yeah. challenged a lot to come into Leinster and they struggle then for, for, mm-hmm. for uh, I suppose, competitive games. Camogie uh, this weekend. Kamogi of course, you've, uh, you've your own uh, stick in this game. Of course, yeah. you're playing yourself. <laughs> yeah. we we'll call it. Yeah, yeah we are. Um, Shoes and goals, if anyone's no, for Rose and Alice. L- Rain in long ball if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Good um, high ball. Yeah, so I'm, I'm myself, I play for Amores, and we are out against St. Bridget's this weekend, and then the Harps take on Camros. Yeah. So they're both in Mount Rata on Sunday evening. If you're looking for anything to do, please hop along. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know, do I have to give predictions? On well, you, you're, you're going to absolutely have to give predictions oh, for the Amores, yeah. and you're, you can only really say one name or you'll be shot. So Amores yeah. to win. Um, 
because we we played bridges before yeah. and they nearly beat us and I think that was a wake up call that we definitely needed and we even saw St. Bridget's there they were training during the electric picnic they're going for like they're very serious so what you're saying is the Moors weren't training during the electric picnic well exclusive we our own <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no they're a very serious side like you can tell how much they wanted like really we played them in a league match and we although we didn't have our county players they were seriously they mm. weren't going to let us away with anything so yeah that would be a really good match I think and um, I don't actually think you, you can say a draw if you want, just to get off. Yeah, yeah, a draw, <laughs> draw. A draw. Uh, um, moving to the game you're not involved in. Yeah, so the Harps versus Camros. Uh, look, I think Camros will pull it. Uh, the Harps have good players coming up, but like Camros are always there. They'll always they'll be there for a good few more years, I think. So yeah, I think Camros and whoever else plays them in the final. Amores, Amores. But it, if just for Amores, um, I'm right in saying you kind of use the rock a little bit to train, do you use yeah, So that's do, an yeah. interesting one. So you kind of spread the training to kind of encapsulate all the clubs involved, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, we don't have our own club grounds. So right. Yeah, so it's a different different situation every every weekend or so. But that's kind of cool though, isn't it? That you get to train in different yeah, places. Or would you like to have fine. your own? Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it might be nice to have one place where you know, like, that's where I'm going. But sometimes <laughs> you could, like, there's been numerous times where I've gone to Mount Malik and trains in Rosanales and just because I wouldn't look at the text beforehand. You're yeah. sitting there going, no one's at training tonight, lads. Yeah, so between Rosanales, Ballyclane, Mount Malik and Rock. Oh, very good. So maybe it's a, a pathway forward for the clubs that are going to amalgamate. You can shift it around. So there you go. No high balls in no. on top of you. <laughs> you keep those away. Thanks so much, June. And of course, I must ask you as well quickly in the intercounty scene, Dublin Cork and the football this weekend. Mm-hmm. Who are you plumping for? Cork for a double or a Dublin? I no? would love Cork. <laughs> <for a> double. <laughs> There's I the mean, anti Dublin bias oh, here. I don't know. They just oh. had enough of them. A wee bit like the Dublin male footballers. Yeah. Like. And I know Cork, you could have said a few years ago, anyone but Cork. Yeah. But like, I think, yeah. Being it's ABD. Women's football. If yeah. Grace of Shun will, of course, catch Shun's reporting and playing of the matches on Sunday night and all over the weekend on Leash Day. Thanks, Shun. Thanks, William Brown. Well, that just about brings this podcast to an end here on Leach Today. Our thanks to our sponsors. It's President Super Value Group, Rathowney and Abeliques. Real food, real people. Shopping local and, of course, implying local as well. We'll be back Monday with a review of all the action over again. Until then, thanks for listening and we'll speak again.